Praise the name of the Lord, this is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth Live. I'm so glad that each and every one of you have joined with us today for the Rock Solid Truth broadcast. We praise the Lord that you have been walking in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ today, walking as victors and not as victims, more than a conqueror, going through your lives and going through the day. Amen. Rejoicing and glorifying in all that is given to you and I as children of God. If you have your Bible, please turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope in the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you in the blessed name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory, thanking you and praising you for your whole, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. We'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, if you will, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Word of God is showing us here, without a shadow of a doubt, that you and I as children of God are not to walk in condemnation. There is to be no condemnation within our lives. And yet, multitudes of people believe that the Holy Spirit is the accuser and not the extension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people believe that the Holy Ghost is the one who makes us miserable when we fail miserably. I have literally heard people pray and tell the Holy Ghost to go after the ones that are drinking, smoking, to go after them and to make them miserable so that they can walk in the promise of salvation. The Holy Ghost is not the accuser. The Holy Ghost is the exact replica of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. The Word of God shows us that condemnation, shame, insecurities, yes, they come from the devil, but they also come from our own heart. 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Simply put, you and I as children of God are to assure our hearts before him. We are to assure our hearts to him that we are walking in truth, that we are to assure our hearts that we are in right relationship with him. If you leave your heart to itself, it will condemn you. Assurance is not the natural function of your heart. The natural function of your heart is condemnation. Look at verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. This scripture shows you that condemnation can come from your heart and that the source 
is of condemnation and unworthiness and guilt and shame does not come from God. God does not do that. It comes from our heart. And yet the majority of God's people feel that it's the Holy Spirit that's doing all of these things. And they re- and the reason that they feel this way is because the church has represented him, has represented the Holy Ghost as the accuser instead of as the comforter. The Word of God calls the Holy Spirit the comforter. Jesus said, I will send another comforter, one just like me. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? This verse of Scripture asks the question, Who is it that condemns? Is it Christ that died for our sins? Is it Christ that rose again from the dead to bring us the victory, that maketh intercession for us? John chapter 3, verse 17. For God sent his Son into the world, for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Wow, what a powerful word. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Christ did not come to condemn. I showed this to you last week. He came to reconcile. And when Christ said, I'm sending another comforter to you, that means that he's sending another one of the exact kind as himself. What a powerful word. Christ has come to reconcile the world to himself. The Holy Spirit has come to reconcile the world unto Christ. Christ came to save the world. The Holy Spirit has come to point the world to Jesus Christ so that they might be saved. Christ came to give us confidence. The Holy Ghost has come to bring confidence. As Christ came to bring assurance and victory, so the Holy Spirit has come to bring forth assurance and victory through Jesus Christ. What a powerful word. There is a place for unworthiness. There is a place for condemnation. There is a place for guilt and shame. But it's not supposed to go beyond salvation. Condemnation and unworthiness, guilt and shame should point you to Christ. But it should not be part of your relationship in Christ. The negative part of your heart and your conscience is that's the source of all condemnation. It is not what the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit functions and operates in. Look at First John chapter three, verse twenty one. First John chapter three, verse twenty one. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, 
then we have confidence towards God. What a powerful word. If our heart condemns us not, then the word of God tells us that we have confidence towards God. Your heart does not have the capacity to project anything other than that which is through your performance, and it does not have the capacity to bring you to and bring you up to a higher level. I need to say that again. Your heart does not have the capacity to project anything other than that which is through performance, and it does not have the capacity to bring you to a higher level. Your heart only has the capacity to deal in the past and to deal with your experience and to deal with your performance. When you see yourself as being a failure, when you see yourself as being a loser, as being dysfunctional, when you see your past experiences as losing out, as missing the boat, as being a failure, then your heart is going to condemn you and reaffirm that you are, in fact, a loser. And when a new opportunity comes to your heart, it's not going to be there to encourage you to be all that you can be or to encourage you to go forward. No, what your heart's going to do is going to relate back to your failures and your disappointments that have come forth out of your past. That's why so people, so many people, when they, when their marriage failed, when their, uh, when things happened in their childhood, when uh, things take place and, and they lose their job, when the new confidence comes up, they they lose their fight, they lose their sight in that, because their heart does not have that capacity to lift them past that. Your heart is going to tell that tell you that. You've tried this before. It didn't work then, and it's not going to work now. That's what your heart will tell you. And if you do not know how to go beyond the condemning part of your heart, then you're not going to be able to walk in the confidence towards God according to his word. I don't know how many people that I know who have had a condemning mother or a condemning father or have condemning siblings, and they've lived with that all of their life simply because their heart is not able to take them past that. The reason that I stand in this place, because I have had those experiences, is because I have assured my heart in truth before him. I've come to the understanding that condemnation keeps me away from the very thing that I need most in relationship. And what is it that I need most? Confidence. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. First John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Well, here's a question. How do we know that, and how do we know what we are doing 
is pleasing in his sight? How do we know that we are keeping his commandments? One word. Confidence. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. But Christ has a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast to confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Let me read it again. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? we? If we hold fast to confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Who is going to walk in this except the one who has confidence? that you are indeed of the house of Christ. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Who is going to walk in this place of being a partaker with Christ except only the one who holds and walks in confidence. That word partaker in the Greek is metokos, and it means to be a partner. When we are holding the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, we know that we are a partner with Christ a partner with God the Father, and a partner with the Holy Spirit. A partaker means a partner. And who is going to be a partner with God except those who have confidence towards God? You know, it's amazing to me, the two different languages that are present at church and the other one that is present at home, I'll say that again. It's amazing to me the two different languages that are present at church and the other one that is present at home. The one at church proclaims that you are blessed, walking in blessing, knows exactly what to say, knows exactly what to do in that language when you're at church. But then there's another language at home that state you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're wondering if there will ever be a day when you're going to be able to get free of that which has come against you or that which is tormenting you. That language at home that speaks things like, I can't. I can't get this. I can't do this. You see, there's a barometer that reveals whether or not you're walking in assurance of truth. You know what it's called? It's called self-talk. The things that you say, the things that you think, the things that you do by yourself, it determines the level of assurance that you walk in in your self-talk. Many of us know the right things to say. Many of us know not, not what to say. But what determines the level of assurance that you are walking in is the things that you say to yourself. The level of negativity that you have by yourself. The things that you say 
about yourself when you're all alone. The things that you say when you're by yourself. Things like, it'll never work. I've done this before. It's not going to work. I'm tired of praying. I can't get it. I can't receive it. God, where are you? God is not on my side. Here's a good one. I'm stupid and ignorant. I'm never going to get out of this mess. What are all these things saying? It's your heart condemning you. And you have to change those things at heart level. That's the reason why your mind has to be renewed. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What a powerful truth, church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you today for your word, and thank you for the opportunity to stand on that word. Thank you, Lord, as that word touches our hearts, that we may have eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, that we may walk in that truth and we begin to know that when our heart condemns us, there is one greater than our heart, and that is God. This is D.K. Goomblitz, Rock Solid Truth, with the Rock Solid Truth broadcast. Go with God, and he will surely go with you.